is the University of Michigan. Touchdown, Michigan! All right, welcome back to Blue by 90. I am Justin, joined by Jack and Kalen. As always, it is Tuesday, February 23rd, and the sun is shining. It was like 45 degrees today. Beautiful day after it was in, it was what, 10 degrees all week last uh, last week, it seemed like, here in Ann Arbor. Um, but uh, you know what? It feels like the sun's been shining for like, a week straight and I think that half of it is just my mind playing the games on me because I'm in a fantastic mood after Michigan beat Ohio State on Sunday what a game what a game blowout made some money on the game <laughs> lost it all yesterday but I made some money on that game so it was great it was a great uh great fun time on Sunday it was funny because I, I joined Jack to watch the game and like we were pretty hyped up in general for the game, but it wasn't until it ended that Jack was like, yeah, hell yeah, like won all his money. <laughs> I was like, damn, I haven't seen you move that much since we used to play baseball. <laughs> I, I placed a dollar bet, and it was uh, plus 3,300 odds that what? that both teams would score over, over 85 and a half points. So once that dude hit that three at the end of the game to get to 87, I was just like, fuck yeah, let's go. <laughs> they hit like seven threes at the end of yeah. the game, too. That dude just straight up could not miss. And you're like, I mean, first of all, you should. That's a I was, wild I was bet rooting for, you for Ohio make. State. Oh, yeah. I was wild like, oh, these odds. I'll put a dollar on it. I'll be fine. And I was, <laughs> I was rooting for Ohio State, Ohio State to score at the end because Michigan was up already like way yeah. over 85. So I'm just like, come on, shoot it, shoot it. He hit it. And I just went fucking nuts, man. It was <laughs> Gambling's taking over. I uh, I held off. I actually didn't bet on it. I don't like to bet on games that I like truly care a ton about because I'd rather just like focus on my team. But um, but yeah, I mean that was one of the best basketball games I may have ever watched. Like in general, it was just neither team could miss. Um, but it still wasn't like sloppy defense. It was just both teams were shooting the absolute lights out. And then, you know, especially in the first half and then in the second half, Hunter Dickinson just is a man amongst boys. And, oh, my God, the one dunk where he's in the middle of four dudes Loved and he it. just slams it home. I was like, you are a god. Dude, Hunter had a huge game. That got me hyped up, man. That got me so hyped. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, he was he was in the paint. He was doing it all, man. I mean, I also just loved seeing some of the guys on the perimeter get their shots in, too. I mean, they seemed to be just, especially in the first half, like you're saying, like they couldn't miss. I think they showed the stats, and it was something ridiculous. They were like 8 for 11. Yeah, um, so we I tweeted it out the other day, too. It was unbelievable. Like, Ohio State shot 47% really well. from uh, the field. And then 50% from three, 92% from the free throw line, and still lost. Honestly, yeah. it was like that was one of the best losing performances by a team. I don't want to give Ohio State credit because fuck them, but that was one of the best performances I've ever seen from a losing team. And Michigan, like, 
that's what make made it all the more impressive to me. Michigan didn't go into into Columbus and beat a team that was like off that day. They beat that team who played probably their best game all year, right? And Ohio State runs and guns. That's their game. They're gonna uh, try to outscore you. They really play very similarly to their to their football team. Um, but thankfully, Michigan Michigan basketball could keep up and actually score more points than, than Ohio State. So. Um, <laughs> But I mean, that was the that was the most impressive uh, part to me was that like they actually went in and beat that team that was that played one of their better games. It wasn't like Ohio State had an off day. Um, what was your guys like most impressive thing or most you know thing that you that stood out to you guys in that game? Because there was a lot. I'm not gonna lie, I got a little nervous at first when uh, it felt like Livers was kind of forcing some stuff. Like, that made me a little bit nervous. I was like, all right, if this is going to happen the entire game, like, I don't know how great of a chance we have to win. Um, then he started passing the ball a little bit. He made a three, got in the right rhythm, and everything was just, like, great. I mean, the the shooting from three-point was insane. They just played the best – they played their best game of the season. Um, man, I, I just loved it all. I loved that they just stayed in it and fought. I think they led majority of the game, eighty like 90% of the game. I, w- I would love to go back and see. Usually they put the little stat up, but there had to be like 15 or, I think or so lead changes, yeah. right? I mean, it was back and forth. I mean, forth. it was a close uh, game, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, yeah. For, for Ohio State to score that, to do that well on offense and still lose is just awesome. Because you know you're going to see teams like that, like Gonzaga and Baylor in the tournament, and it's can you keep up? And Michigan kept up against Ohio State. Yeah, that was great to see. Yeah, I mean, there's for me, there was a maybe some moments early in the second half where we were taking some shots where I was like, there was maybe two consecutive shots, uh, deep threes or something. And I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. And now that we missed, they're kind of back in the game a little bit, but I, I mean, thought the same thing, Kalen there, sorry to interrupt you, but I thought the same thing. I was like, okay, there's no chance that we're going to shoot as hot in the second half as we were in the first, but we were still, chucking them up at the beginning of the second half like we were in the first half so i was thinking the same thing yeah but i mean then you know we went right back to our you know bread and butter moving the ball around getting the ball to a big guy in the paint we're able to kind of capitalize so i was i was glad to see us able to kind of you know struggle in one part identify that we were struggling and move into something that worked so i want to bring up something for a second I just on social media, I mean, we put up the basketball school um, shirts and hoodies and whatnot. Did did you guys see any other like backlash about that? I just like football people like, oh, we're still a football school, but you know, basketball is just hot right now. Yeah, just people like kind of hating on the fact that basketball is having success. I saw a, on Twitter it was like Sparties that wanted to chirp in and be like, oh, you only have four banners, then then then. But yeah, it was just because like Spartans were just feeling really irrelevant on Sunday <laughs> and because not a single person in the whole world cares about Michigan State basketball right now. Um, but I did not. I saw I think it was on our Instagram, right? Like a couple yeah. people commented like, OK, what has football done for you? Like, why right. do you give a shit about our football? <laughs> Especially team? half our followers are probably 15 years old. You haven't seen a, a good Michigan season other than 2011? In your Jesus entire life. Christ. I'm like, come on, man. That that just kind of bothered me. But when, when you're talking about Michigan uh, Michigan State being irrelevant and, 
and uh, and whatnot. I'm kind of rooting for them tonight against Illinois. I know it's it's like it's this thing. It's an inner battle for myself because <laughs> obviously I want Illinois to win because that that essentially like if, if Illinois loses one more game, I mean it would be really difficult for us to not for Michigan not to win the the Big Ten championship, but. The last thing I want is for Sparty to like squeak into the tournament somehow at the at, with a late March run here. That would that would hurt me. I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'd be fine with them getting into the tournament. We, I mean, as long as they don't play Middle Tennessee State, they might be all right. But uh, I don't know. I, I think I got a root for a Sparty win tonight. Yeah, it's it's uh, it would definitely help. It would definitely it would help, help us. I mean, yeah. Like, that would seal the deal, essentially, uh, not officially, but essentially would would seal the deal for Michigan in, in a Big Ten championship, because um, they could then Michigan could even go out, lose to Iowa, lose to Illinois, and they're still a game ahead of Illinois, you know. So right. um, that's where it would it would be huge. Um, so yeah, but I mean uh, this. <laughs> You know what? Why don't we? Why would we not want to be a basketball school right now? This team, give them props. Right. This is the most fun team to watch, like ever. Think if you think about. Let's go. Let's put the two sports together. Let's rank the top five most fun teams or best teams to watch, and out of the last ten years or something. I'm gonna say 2020 basketball this year. I'm gonna wow. say. Wow, is that number one? No, I'm gonna. I'm. This is. Gonna this is not five. ranked. I'm no just order. giving like. No All right. I'm. I'm naming. I'm naming some of the best teams. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, 2018 basketball. For sure. 2013 basketball. Mm-hmm. Maybe 2014 basketball with Stauskas too. Big time champs. And then the only thing that comes to mind for me is like in terms of I mean 2016 and 2018 football, but. Not 2011. Yeah, I guess yeah, ten I'd years probably, ago now. I, so. I do like the uh that's the like twenty sixteen. Like I do like the twenty sixteen. Yeah. Because they at least were close in like their last two games. Right. Um or in all their losses. But I mean I might have to put twenty eleven in there over them just because Denard. True. Other than that, I agree with the rest I of didn't them. feel like I mean, for football I would say like I didn't feel in twenty eleven like Michigan was like going like possibly going to win the big 10 and possibly going to go to the national go to the playoff or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm with you. Um, but either way, like in terms of fun to watch, all these basketball teams are so fun to watch. Dude, dude. So like, fun. They're and the guys are so much more likable than some of the guys on the football team too. <laughs> and dude, and we're getting so many more like athletic, like way more athletic guys coming in. If, if Juwan Howard can get them to play like this team is playing now, plus all that athleticism, it'll be, Oh, it'll be like a fucking all-star weekend watching these guys play. Dude, talking about likable guys on the basketball team, can we talk about Chandy Brown? Uh, The most likable guy of all time. Oh, my God. That's like my favorite Wolverine right now. When he Honestly, had that play where he was, he yeah. like tipped the ball. He had like three rebounds and one possession. Oh my I was God. literally like, dude, this is like watching Dennis Robin. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. It really was. It, that's yeah. a great comparison. I, I love that comparison, especially because he was rebounding those in in Ohio State's big men. They had like three big dudes right around him, and he's still out rebounding him just because he's a, a freaking ball hawk and doesn't <laughs> he doesn't give up. It's really impressive. And then he goes on 
is IG live after the game. <laughs> Fuck the Bucks. I'm like, I love you that. are sealing the deal as the favorite Wolverine right now. Oh, man. Would you, would you guys want to see Michigan play Ohio State again this year? Like Big Ten tournament or, or the NCAA tournament? I yeah. would. I mean, that game was so fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would have hated to lose that game, though. That would have been a right. We were feeling a lot. That would be the only thing that would make me not want to watch it. Would be the fact that I think they're good enough to, on the right day, you know, come out on top. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if Michigan doesn't keep up and shoot the, if it's crazy to say that because like both teams shot the absolute lights out, right? So you could say it for both teams, like. If they meet again, I highly doubt they're both going to shoot 50% from three, right? right. But, um, so it would be interesting to see them play again and see how that game would go if they even went like 35 or 40% from three. If it's if it's different. Um, and something but, else I want to I want to talk about too is like I feel like we've seen Juwan really solidify his rotation on the on the basketball court too. We haven't really seen uh, Zeb Jackson, Terrence Williams. Um, who's another, I mean, really those two guys were kind of like the, the last in line to get on the court. Brandon really Johnson even hasn't seen much PT not, lately either. Not as much, but when he does, he does well. I wish yeah. he would have, there was one where he was wide open at the three and he kind of hesitated and then pulled it and he missed. But if he plays confident, he's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I that's mean, what we were saying, Jack, that he just seems to lack that confidence. And when mm-hmm. he is confident, he just, you know, dude, he's a baller. So good. So good. Yeah. I mean, those guys, I still think that he's going to be, he could work himself into the rotation a lot more even next year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tough. It's tough for him just because he's a tweener. He's not, he's he not is, a five. Yeah. But he's not a four. Like Livers plays a real a much better four than he does. Um, so maybe he can step in when Livers goes to the league, and that that could be he could be that uh, playing some more at the four. But he's just a tweener, you know. It's it's really tough. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a chance. So the other unsung hero. I mean, first of all, I think there's a couple things to talk about in the game on on Sunday, which was. How about just the fact that like Livers only went for 12 and Franz only had nine and Michigan still won by scoring 90 some points. Dude, Eli Brooks <laughs> quietly had 17 points. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> I looked up the stats in the fourth uh, or late in the second half and I was like, he has 17. I knew he hit a ton of threes right away, but like, yeah, it didn't seem like he was like drilling threes all game long, you know? No, it was right away. I remember he, like, I mean, nothing but net fucking just wet right in the rim. I was I was shocked by it, but, I mean, it gave Michigan such momentum and confidence going into the rest of that game because, I mean, you miss those shots, and, you know, Ohio State probably goes on a huge run. Hey, I'll take them. <laughs> that, that's one of those surprises that you're glad to have. Yeah, and it's another thing, too, that we've said before is, like, one guy, you know, doesn't play as well as they normally do, and another guy steps up, and that's what Eli Brooks did. I mean, it's huge. And, and Mike Smith, too. He had some big shots in that game. That, oh, so yeah. that was who I was going to say was the unsung hero, is Mike Smith is just that dude because he never – it's never about Mike Smith, right? Mm-mm. But he is involved in every single play. and He's so important to this team. Uh, you know, he had a ton of assists. He – I, this is a knock on wood situation, but 
Damn, I, I would love to go back and look at his stats. He's got to have like one or two turnovers a game. Like it's that low. It's very low in terms of turnovers, which is very impressive for a team like Michigan that is trying to run and gun and they push the ball a lot. Um, but he is, he's special. And I think that there's a chance that he comes back actually next year. Um, so I didn't, I didn't realize that he could come back until I saw something like, I think Ant Wright put it out that he can come back for a second year. I just thought grad transfers had one year and they were done. No. So, I mean, this is a situation. Well, the re it's this year only because this year doesn't oh, count. COVID? Oh, I thought it was last season for basketball. Well, well, they did it for this. Uh, they did it for this entire calendar year for to be fair across all sports because they didn't know how each sport would be affected. But they did it for every sport for the entire calendar year. For for uh, you love it, love that to see it. That would be wild if he comes back because I don't. I but at the same time I would love to see Zeb Jackson because I think Zeb Jackson's going to be sweet, but. Is he going to be ready in the That's same the, Yeah, I was going to say, is he going to be ready? Like, he, I, he's he got definitely a bunch of talent, but is he going to be ready next year? And if he can have one more year with Mike Smith there, just kind of, like, groom him, and that will be great. And honestly, I don't know, man. I don't know about Zeb. I think he's talented, but he didn't really, you know, show a whole lot this year. And you got Frankie Collins coming in next year, who's super highly touted. Kobe Bufkin, I don't know if he's a point guard or a shooting guard, but he's a McDonald's All-American. I mean – there's a lot of talent coming in at the point at the guard position, so you never know what's going to happen. So I heard well, Kobe Bufkin fractured his wrist, or has like he? a hairline fracture in his wrist. Really, oh, I didn't hear that. Well, that sucks. Um, but I did see. So the McDonald's All American rosters came out today. Three of Michigan's incoming freshmen next year, and they hadn't had any in the last 17 years. And there's only one in the rest of the Big Ten. How about that? That is a wild. I mean, you're, you've got the best, one of the best teams in the nations. And then now you're, you're coming like, this is what you have coming in. It's That's like, amazing. do we have space for them? I don't know. Who cares? Stock I don't up. Care. <laughs> we can be the Alabama of college basketball. Exactly. We just have like depth on depth on depth. That'd be amazing, dude. If we can, if we can just run, at least just run the big 10, then we have something. Then we're really just a fucking basketball school, and people will just have to accept it. We all want football to do well, but I mean, like basketball's clearly been running away with it for the last decade. Why can't like why can't people just accept that and be okay with it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand why anybody would say like, no, we're not. Like, what? I didn't yeah, see any like, of the comments or anything, so like, I I guess I'm. Well, we got called fair-weather fans for calling for saying it's a basketball school. <laughs> fair-weather fans. Oh, what does that God. mean? I don't even know what that means. We're, we're only fans of Michigan football when they're doing well. <laughs> it doesn't mean that we don't like Michigan football. Right. It's like, just that first of all, yeah. basketball's it's killing it. It's not yeah. like we reported on it every week while they went two and four. So. <laughs> yeah, no shit. No shit. Yeah. And, uh, and you know what? They, we are a basketball school. Like, we are, I, man. Like, tell me over the past decade who's had more success. Tell me over the past 15 years. Like, dude, there's, I mean, come on. You, you can't tell me that this is, like, that it's even up for debate. Like, yeah, Michigan will always be somewhat of a football school just because it's in the tradition. The tradition and all that, yeah. But, like, this is not, this is no longer just, like, three or four years of success for basketball. We're going on 15 years since Beeline first came in, 
and they yeah. have not had a ton of success. Isn't that crazy that literally they hired one coach who seems to have shifted the entire paradigm of the program? That's insane. Well, who are you referring to there? I was thinking Beeline. Okay, yeah. good, good, yeah. yes. Yeah, Beeline <laughs> laid the groundwork, and Jawan just accelerated it. Right. Right, like, it's it's awesome. Well, that's what I was going to add to that is, like, it's just truly incredible that we were able to go from Beeline to Howard without skipping <laughs> right. a beat. And, oh, amazing. I mean, the fact that when you do compare it to football and go back to Rich Rod, Brady Hoke, like, mm-hmm. And even now into Harbaugh, like still struggling to find the guy. And then on the basketball court, you're able to find two unbelievable guys that are, uh, you know, not only just great men. Like this, I, there, there have been times where I'm like watching Juwan Howard in the locker room of a couple of the videos we've posted on Blue by Ninety, and I'm like almost tearing up a little bit. Like, dude, he gets me emotional. <laughs> like, just because it feels like he's like truly that good of a guy. And obviously a pretty good coach knows what the hell he's doing too. Doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt that he's a good coach as well. So I had a, a, a question about Juwan Howard in terms of coaching, and maybe you can kind of shed some light on it for us here, Justin. Like when I was watching the game, there was a number of times where Juwan was kind of, you know, on the side of the court and he's like yelling at his players, blah, blah, blah. Like what kinds of things is he telling them? Is he telling them where to be on the court is he telling them like what play to run? Like, I, maybe I think, you know more than I do. Yeah, I think a lot of it is the plays. Um, so I, I know that you know there was a whole thing where he like took something out of his pocket that was a rectangular shape that people thought was his phone, but it's actually his little play sheet. So they mm-hmm. definitely have plays that are specific to the team. Like they have their plays that they would run anyway. Um, but they have sets that they're running against Ohio State. So I think he's yelling at them for to like get in position, run the offensive plays and then but also like on the defensive side of the ball if they're running a zone versus a man, uh that you know, who's guarding who especially with uh different lineups in. Um and then I think half of it is just like he's yelling to keep the intensity up and just be like hands up, hands up, move, 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 like those types of things too. Because uh-huh. um, he's super into it on that. Like that was his whole, the Pat, uh, Pat Beverly. There's a Pat Beverly that he was, uh, that he holds a picture of last year. That was like PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker. That's right. <clears throat> um, where like, he's like telling them to communicate, communicate, communicate. So, um, uh-huh. yeah, okay. I mean, it's a combination of all of them. Um, I would say on the offensive side, more play running. On the defensive side, it's like get your hands up and like you know keep moving at all times. For sure. The more you know. The more you know. And I'm not like I truly am not a huge like basketball X's and O's guy. I could do X's and O's for football a lot, but I I'm not huge into the basketball X's and O's. When I play basketball, I usually have no idea where I should stand. So um, just throw it up to the hoop. I just dug it up from like 30 feet and then sprint to go rebound because <laughs> it's yeah. not going in. I just like yell Euro step and then I like run to the rim from the free throw line. Sometimes tear an ACL or MCL. You know? Yeah. Then I just fall <laughs> like Peter Griffin. <laughs> Peter Griffin. Ah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, all right. Well, so 
hoops they play uh, Thursday night, uh, right, against Iowa. So yeah. Iowa's still a top 10 team, even though they dropped Number nine. They've actually played really well, especially on the defensive side of the ball uh, lately. So, um, you know, I saw something where they were like earlier in the season giving up like 90 points a game, 80, 90 points a game. And then in their past five, I don't think they've let anybody pass 70. So they've really stepped it up. I think that people are kind of overlooking them a little bit just because it's like uh, between Ohio State and Illinois and Michigan for the Big Ten because Iowa has lost some of those games. But it's not like Iowa's some chump team. Luka yeah, Garza they're, they're not still a cupcake. go off the 40. Yeah. Right. And they've got a couple shooters, too. I mean, if they get hot, they can, I mean, they can really go off on a team. It's yeah. going to be a tough game, that's for sure. I feel a lot more confident after the Ohio State game, but it'll still be tough. And we still got Iowa, Illinois, Indiana. It's always a tough game right after. I think it's like 48 hours after the Iowa game. So it's traveling to Indiana, getting the team ready. And then you got Illinois after that. And then, if, I mean, Sparty's always a rivalry game. And I'm almost kind of like, maybe we split those. I wouldn't doubt. I wouldn't doubt it if they split them. I also wouldn't doubt if... Michigan wins the first one, and then it's like they if that wins them the Big Ten title or something, maybe Juwan sits some guys. It's tough. I don't know if he will because it's I a don't rivalry know if he game. Would. Yeah, just because it's a rivalry game. But if I'd be okay with anybody, it. If it was anybody else, he probably would. Yeah. Um, you know, but um, especially just because by the end of that, they're going to be tired. It's, it's a lot of games that they have in the next two or three weeks. So, and then leading up to obviously a crazy tournament time too. Oh um, yeah. So we'll see how it goes, but either way it's dude, I don't know about you guys, but Sunday I was like fired up leading up to the game. Like, like it was a football game day. And then I, I'm not going to lie. I Sunday fun date harder than most football tailgates. So <laughs> I, I woke up Monday morning, not feeling great. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I'm right there with you. Yeah. So, um, all right. So now since we are still, I guess a football school, according to some Instagram commenters, uh, we will touch <laughs> on the football team still, uh, here. There is a lot to talk about. You know, they, they started off spring practice, uh, yesterday, Monday, uh, and then, um, you know, there's some some transfer news, there's some coaching news, things like that. There's there's a lot going on. So the first one that I want to talk about is bringing in a quarterbacks coach who has never coached quarterbacks. I know. One day before your five-star quarterback starts his first spring practice. Anybody else like, what the hell are we doing? I don't, I don't love it. But honestly, I haven't done enough research on this guy. Was it Matt Weiss? Yeah, he's been with the Ravens for twelve years. He's coached he their RB defense. coach, right? Yeah, but he's both. He's coached like he's been like an offensive analyst. He's coached the safeties, the linebackers. He's coached like all over the place. So I get it. I mean, if you're a football guy, you know a lot of things. I think he's also more like an an uh, analyst guy, like. Um, using data and like stats and tech, you know, all that stuff, which maybe that helps. I don't know. Well, I see. I feel like I saw a bunch of like accounts put some inf- information up, but Umich Football, like official Instagram, said, "Welcome our new QB coach, Matt Weiss." So then I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, all right. Well, then he's the guy. Not saying he's gonna be bad. Not saying he's gonna be great. But it's just interesting to me that he uh, is a running backs coach that's gonna coach quarterbacks. 
Yeah, I'm curious if this is kind of like a title in name only. Like, is he really going to be coaching quarterbacks, like on the floor coaching the quarterbacks? Because my understanding was that he coached uh, receivers and QBs with the Ravens in like 2016, 2017. Then he was put in this category of like, uh, like football strategist, like uh, coordinating strategy or something like that. So I was like, maybe he's really going to be one of these guys who's just young, brings a bunch of new ideas to the staff, maybe like helps out Harbaugh with the quarterbacks. But beyond that, he's helping coordinate a lot of the like game day play calling, which they seem to have struggled tremendously with for the last couple of years. Well, that makes me wonder why they wouldn't just name him an offensive like analyst or something. Well, if you're an analyst, you can't be on the field. Oh, really? Oh. You only get 10 10 coaches on the field. Kalen with the facts. I did did not not know know that. that. No, I didn't either. But so the other move that I thought was weird or interesting that I don't think they came out and said, but it's been rumored, is that Bellamy is moving to be a defensive coach and coach like the corners or something. Hmm. What about Mo? I don't know. Obviously, he's still the safeties coach, but I don't. As I don't oh, know, he was the safeties I, coach. Okay, well, I, thought he I don't was know. Like... I think they had him over. I think everyone assumed he'd just be defensive backs in general. Um, I don't know. I think they were lopsided. This would have put them lopsided, like they had way too many offensive guys and not enough defensive guys. So maybe okay. they said, "Okay, Bellamy, you can. You're really just a glorified recruiter anyway." Um, well, I feel like it's a. De- I feel like going from wide receivers to DBs is a good transition, at least, right? Like you're, you know, the other side of the ball they're trying to defend. Might be a good spot. I don't hate it. Yeah. So what? Bellamy is going to assist Mo with the secondary. Is that correct? Apparently, that's what yeah, it sounds yes. like. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I and feel so like what? George Helo's moving to the linebackers, I guess. Well, that would make sense because we got to replace uh, Brian G. Mary. Um, but I don't know, honestly. It seems like this is kind of a thrown-together staff. <laughs> and he was just like, hey, let's take six of the Ravens coaches and just kind of plug them <laughs> Seriously. In. Yeah, I swear Jim Harbaugh just put, like, some of those, like, ads out on, like, <laughs> like football recruiter coaching websites. Yeah. Like, are you under 30 and looking for a new gig? Like, <laughs> or under 40, whatever? Yeah. Not one person on the defensive staff has coordinator uh, experience. Not even just play calling experience, coordinator experience. So that's where I'm like, what the heck is going on? And... I'm just so how I've kind of thought about it is like, okay, I'm okay with like taking a shot on a couple young guys that could be the next Joe Brady type, whether it's offense or or defense, but then surrounding the, those guys with like experienced guys. But now you're like taking a (laughs) shot that seven, like 90% of your staff is going to be Joe Brady and like, this there's is, this, what a slim fucking chance, dude. This is that 12 team parlay with all the underdogs <laughs> that like, yeah. 
<laughs> you're probably not going to hit, but if you do, you're winning the fucking national title. Exactly. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh put a dollar out there. <laughs> he did. He's like, no, I put down a dollar, but if I win, I get $3 million, So <laughs> let's just go for it. <laughs> Plus like 300000 Right. Oh, man. Oh, Dude, my God. I swear, because if you're one of these coaches – this is probably an odd coaching staff to be on, right? Because generally, all of these guys have probably been the young buck on staff. And now here they are, and it feels like summer camp, right? Hey, I'm here with all my buddies. Everybody's, you know, my age, and they understand me. Like, maybe there's something to be said for that kind of atmosphere, too. Well, one thing that I do like about it is that, and this is one thing out of, you know, a bunch of important things, but... You got to assume they're they're all going to bring great energy every day and be excited to show up to work and try to be the coach that makes that difference where Michigan kind of turns it around. So that gives me hope. Obviously, every offseason, like, like fucking too much hope. And then they just <laughs> realize our basketball school. But um, I don't know. We'll see, man. I, I, I think Michigan will start off hot in September and then we'll probably see what we normally see every other year. Yeah, I mean. Unfortunately, like, I don't want to say this because I, I probably will get hyped up, but, like, I just feel like I'm going to have a hard time getting myself excited about this football team because, like, I don't know. There, I'm going to have to see something from J.J. McCarthy. Like, he's, like, truly unbelievable or something to get me hyped because I just don't have that much faith in what's going on right now because I don't understand it, quite do frankly. You, do you think McCarthy is going to be a starter? No, but I'm saying like I would I would have to like in order for me to really get in think this team would be that he would have to come in and just be like unbelievable and good enough that he's going to get the start. So, man, I know I what just, Cade can it just do. takes it takes me back to last offseason when we're when the coaches are saying like Milton's just making amazing throws and yeah. da, 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 da. We all got we're excited gonna and we're going to hear it. I'm going to do my best not to believe any of it. But I got to imagine McNamara is going to start the season. And he, dude, he played well. He played really well last season, I thought. I mean, until yeah. he got hurt. So honestly, I'm, I'm he's solid. To see him start off and be that guy. Dude, I texted you guys earlier in the week or last week, whatever, and I said, this is the least exciting version of the quarterback battle. I mean, we all know Dan Villari is coming out on top. So I mean, That's right, baby. <laughs> so My don't boy. even watch. Hell yeah, Villari. Villari, Villari, Villari. We need like a, a new song for that. For We need some hype songs for Villari. PT Records needs to make a comeback. Yeah, instead of what? Versace, it's Villari. Versace, Versace. Villari, <laughs> oh, Villari, shit. Villari. All right. Or a Amelie, Amelie, Amelie. Villari, Villari. Well, shit, while we're talking about quarterbacks, obviously big news, Milton in the transfer portal. Yeah, it's I I mean I we had to see that coming, right? Like I was a little I was a little bit thinking I wasn't to too out. yeah, I wasn't too shocked, but I don't know, man. I mean, good for him. He got his degree. I mean, they said he's a grad transfer, so he got his degree and got out. Great, yeah. good for you. You have a degree from a top university in the country. Go play football now. Dude, good for him. Three years of exactly right. Yeah. I where where do you guys think he'll land? Place your bets. Ooh. Probably like 
FAU or something like that. I was thinking like <laughs> UCF or something. Yeah, yeah, somewhere home like Orlando. I think that's where he's from. Pokey, Orlando, kind of area. In Orlando, right? Yeah. Right. I can see that. Don't and, play for uh, Gus Malzahn. I was just gonna say Gus Malzahn <laughs> is there. They're they're definitely trying to get him there and just fucking sling it. That'd be so. amazing. Dude, I'd yeah. be a fan. He, that's so the thing, right? Like NFL will take a chance on a guy with just a huge arm, right? So like I don't. Right doubt that joe has a chance no matter where he goes i i still think i would love to see him go somewhere where they have like a good history of like developing quarterbacks so i would love to see him at like a, um i don't know like an oklahoma or something crazy right yeah but that's where, where i'm like, like I, i'm with you Kalen, where he like if he was put in a spot like that but he might not get playing time if he goes to Oklahoma. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Spencer I mean, Rattler. they get so many, and they get so many, like, top quarterback recruits. Like, if he goes somewhere like UCF where he's, like, still a big quarterback recruit and a big talent, and maybe he just, you know, kind of figures it out. He throws a good deep ball, starts hitting, like, all of his receivers and kind of just can go crazy. I think that might be a better spot for him. But I'm with you. If he if he hit, did have the opportunity to go to, like, an Oklahoma and they can, you know, really fine-tune him, I mean, he'd be a fucking monster, man. Yeah. Yeah. If it wasn't that, then I'm like, just go somewhere where you could play a whole bunch and yeah. put out a ton of game film. I mean, shit. Remember when John O'Corn went to fucking Houston and we thought he was the greatest quarterback of all time. And then he, you know, came to Michigan and, you know, didn't play as well. Dude, he was probably Joe, better off just staying at Houston, you know? Joe should transfer to Mississippi State and play under Mike Leach, where he's just going to throw the yeah. ball 8,000 times a, a game. 100%. I would I would agree with you before last season happened. <laughs> <laughs> they started off real hot, and then, I mean, fucking. Well, you don't have to win. You just have to put out game film. Just got to put out game film. Say, yeah, he does. Good point. At this point, he could care less if he wins, right? He's just trying yeah. to make it to the league. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's just kind of wild. I put this out while, or, we, you know, we had it on our Twitter right away when, um, when Milton transferred. But, like, last year, dude. I'm so annoyed and sick that we spent an entire fucking off season talking about McCaffrey versus Milton and neither of them are here at, at this point. I mean, dude, literally every podcast we talked about it, every single fucking episode, every guest we had, we had to ask him who you, who you got. And then either of them, you know, panned out. We'd like to apologize to our listeners. Yes. Yes. We deeply apologize. We are sorry, (laughs) but, uh, do you guys see Luke McCaffrey? Speaking of the McCaffreys, transferred from Nebraska to Louisville. Yeah, saw that. Interesting. I was, I was wondering why he wasn't going to go to with his brother to play for his dad. At where I mean, I'm, I'm shocked he didn't stay at yeah. Nebraska. I mean, it would have been his job, I think. Yeah, I don't know, man. Interesting. Weird. I don't know. Um, yeah, but I mean, in more transfer news, I mean, uh, Ben Van Sumren. Right. Yeah, transferring to the old Sparty. Got some people worked up. Sure did, sure did. I Man, mean, some accounts went kind of like, they kind of went in on him. I'm like, guys, like, relax. He's a fucking kid. Literally, and, he's fucking and he's 20 like years a, old. He's a fucking backup. Like, there, he wasn't going to get any playing time, so yeah. it's not that big of a deal. I mean, people were, like, talking shit. I'm like, Jesus, guys. Like, I get it. Like, all right, you're transferring to Sparty, whatever. It's a rivalry. But people were, like, going in. Pulling game film. It, it was kind of crazy on Twitter for a couple of days. <laughs> I didn't see any of that, but I mean, that, that's I'm, pretty wild, you know, 
transferring to your in-state rival. I mean, I know he's from Michigan, though. It's probably still close to home. I'm sure there's a lot of good reasons for it, right? And, Kelly, I liked what you brought up, you know, kind of over the weekend when we were talking about it. You know, like, what is, you know, maybe he just really hated, you know, the environment at Michigan and he has had to get out. Yeah, no, I mean, maybe he really disliked what the new coaching staff was doing and he was and he really didn't like how they were utilizing him. And he just went, man, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to your rival. You know, I mean, yeah, could there's be. always that possibility. I mean, I was trying to ask myself, like, man, you don't see guys from Ohio State doing this. But then I was like, they, they have nowhere to go. <laughs> in, right. In state. And I also I mean. The only thing is, I agreed with Ant Wright on Twitter, where he said, like, I, what he said is, like, as a, as a former Michigan athlete, he would, he couldn't ever, like, sing the fight song at Michigan, wear those colors, buy Mm -hmm. in, and then completely flip and go wear those other colors and, and sing that fight song. When you should have learned in your three years here to hate that team, you know, so... I don't know if that's a shot at Van Summeren a little bit, I think, but it's also a shot at like Jim and the culture, culture. Yeah. to say, Hey, how do your guys not fucking hate MSU at this point? Like that speaks to what happened on the field this last year and like how they don't even seem to care that much. So whatever. I think there's something to look at there. I agree with that. That's a, yeah. Great point. Great point. Yeah. I, I just, I mean, I I agree with Ant. Like you shouldn't be able to. It's the same. I for um, who was the who was the fullbacker or linebacker that went and uh, grad assistant at uh at Ohio State yeah, a couple of years ago, or even like Greg Madison. Like I know that's a job, and they they gave you they like doubled your pay, so there's more to it. But like. Mm-hmm. You don't see Ohio State coaches coming to Michigan, man. Like I Warner. <laughs> Warner did, yeah, true. No longer here, but Yeah. I he took know. a hiatus from Ohio State before he came here though. Yeah, he, it wasn't a He had a cool down period. Oh, I didn't realize that. He was at Minnesota, right? Yeah, he was at the PJ Flex. Oh. Fighting PJ Flex. Um Yeah, I don't know. I just I do think there's something to say there, like of the culture, either Van Summeren wasn't bought in and or he like hated it so much that he wanted to say, fuck you, I'm going to MSU. Where, I mean, again, it's probably a great fit for him because he's going to probably play right away. At right. MSU, you know, but I still just think like I would hope, here's my hope as a fan is that most guys that go to Michigan if somebody said like, "Oh, would you want to ever go to Michigan State?" and they'd say, "Fuck no," like that's my hope. I right. would love to instill in in this in these players. Right. Yeah. You want the player to go like, "Why would you even ask me that question?" Right. Like, don't don't even. Well, this interview's over. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like it. Why? Why can't Jim Harbaugh get these guys to that point? That's my question about it. Like. And and you can't get that into every, you know, all 120 guys on the roster every single year. I understand that. But, like, seems like more times than not, it's just kind of like, yeah, they're they're there. But there's, like, not a ton of hatred where there should be. Yeah. Big rivalry. So. 
All right. Anything else we should touch on before we before we sign off today? Um, I know this was kind of a short episode, but um, let's try, we'll we'll uh, we'll try and get one out uh, maybe later this week or or this weekend when we watch uh, watch Michigan basketball play again. Because yeah, I'm excited to watch them play again. I'm, it's it, they're they're gonna end the season with what? All every game is is gonna be a huge game. Yeah. I mean, Indiana's technically, look at the schedule, it's not really a big game, but that could be an easy trap game. So it makes it a lot more, uh, you know, exciting to watch. Yeah. You guys got any 0-90s? Uh, to 90s? I got nothing. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, like pulling something out of my ass. My 0-90 to 90 last time was that they're going to finish the regular season undefeated. And so You're on track so far. Knock on wood again. Yeah. I got a good one, I think, or or an interesting one, I'll say. All right, do it, do it for the for the three of us. There you go. All right. So we're we've all become degenerate gamblers now that it's legal in Michigan. And now, I after I heard that Jack was putting dollar bets on European soccer, I was like, okay, maybe maybe there's something here. I need to like read up on this. So I read up a little bit on English Premier League soccer. And there's something interesting called promotion and relegation. If you come in last place in Premier League soccer, you get dropped down to the Championship League. And if you come in first place in Championship League, you get bumped up to Premier League. I say, Ah, let's do that in like FBS and FCS college football. So, you know, the North Dakota states get bumped up and they become FBS teams. I and would love to I, do I like that a lot. That's a really interesting idea, right? I would love First of all, it's very it's very cool. Um it's like it makes the stakes unbelievably high at every level because the owners are the ones most affected cuz you make like a fraction of the money in the Champions League as you do in the uh the the top one so it's like from top to bottom it's like a huge deal to be in last place and it's a huge deal to be in first place in the champions league and so um that aside though i'm thinking big 10 in the mac <laughs> fractured up in conferences yeah. why not illinois yeah, goes put to the like, mac or something well it's like yeah put them like regionally i mean big 10 mac right there yeah we do pac 12 mountain west you know yeah, I, 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 wasn't, I like that. I wasn't exactly clear on it because this structure goes like all the way down for like eleven levels, and I was like, so if you're at the very bottom, are you like a kid in high school? Like, I don't, I don't understand that part of it. But like, mm. you know, I think in if we brought that concept to college football, it would tremendously Im- impact the stakes. Yeah, maybe we leave it at two tiers for now. You know, power five, group of five. And then we, you know, you know, maybe we implement the FCS in there, too. I'd like that. That would definitely make it um, more high stakes. That's for sure. Yeah. So there you go. There, There's love your uh, new idea of the day. I Thank you for too. contributing that for us. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. No, I love that. I think that's a, I would, that would be, imagine like watching an Illinois Rutgers game at the end of the year. And one of those teams aren't going to be in the big 10 right? year. Battle for oh. last place. And then, and then at the same time, you're watching Maction on a Tuesday night and it's like Northern Illinois versus, uh, versus Akron. 
And one of those teams is going to be in the Big Ten next year. Dude, <laughs> Dude, that'd be, be amazing. Think about the level of momentum a team could gain. Like, you could have a MAC team that wins the MAC, joins the Big Ten, then gets a good recruiting class, and then, like, does well in the Big Ten. Dude. Possibly. Could happen. Or they get absolutely crushed. Oh, or they get crushed. <laughs> yeah. You know, you hope for the best in that scenario. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that Michigan playing Ball State or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, all right. Well, that is about all we have for today. So, um, short one today, but we got a lot of info in there. Um, we'll be back later this week or this weekend or something uh, to talk about Michigan, Iowa. And then is Michigan, Indiana right after that? Yeah, it's Thursday, uh, then Saturday. Thursday, Saturday. So yeah. only one day in between. Um, I mean, I've, I'm going to be tired from watching. I can't imagine what these guys are doing. <laughs> yeah. so they got to be – they got to travel to Bloomington, I think, on Saturday. Yeah. So that's a – geez, that's a tough schedule. Um, so – all right, um, but yeah, we'll have. I, I'm thinking maybe maybe this weekend after those two games, we'll have another podcast up and we can uh, talk about hopefully another two W's from the Wolverines uh, as Big Dickinson Energy is leading the charge, obviously. So check He's out UMichTees uh, and UMichStore.com uh, for all the merch. Uh, we have uh, we've got some new stuff out there, uh, basketball school and some other things that. Uh, that uh our guy tristan has been putting up for us um so we'll be putting up more and more there too so you can follow us at blue by 90 on twitter instagram and facebook at blue by 90 podcast on youtube and uh outside of that we will see you next time go blue go blue go blue